It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. And of course, it's the last uh, Forum at 8 uh, here on SAFM because, of course, uh, for the year 2015, that is, uh, it will resume uh, next year, uh, 2016. All right, let's get talking, South Africa. You can call us on 0891-104-208. Lines are open already. 34701, that's the number to SMS2. At AM Live on SAFM, that's uh, our Twitter handle, or Facebook uh, messages AM Live on SAFM. The new year is almost upon us, an opportunity to relax and celebrate with friends and family. For criminals, an opportunity to capitalize on unsuspecting victims who are in a holiday mood. With the new year just uh, several hours away, many residents are gearing up for a night of parties, fireworks and, of course, drinking. With public events happening across the country, uh, the one, uh, uh, one of the biggest threats to public safety during uh, New Year's Eve celebrations is often violence, accidents, drowning, mainly attributed to heavily intoxicated partygoers. On the forum at 8 this morning, we look at uh, the New Year's holiday operations and public public safety tips to ensure a safe and secure transition in uh, to the new year whether you are indoors on the road or out and about on the beach let's get uh, talking uh, exactly it's uh, uh, 15 hours and 55 54 minutes before the the new year yeah so it was just 16 hours already. So now a confirmed uh, Chief Superintendent Wayne Minar, who is the spokesperson for Johannesburg Metro Police Department, uh, who's on the line right now with us. Uh, Chief uh, Superintendent, good morning to you. Good morning. Craig Lambdon is uh, the spokesperson for National Sea Rescue Institute. Good morning, Craig. Morning. And uh, Advocate Makosin Msibi is uh, the CEO for the Road Traffic Management Corporation. Advocate Msibi, good to have you on the line. Good morning and good morning to the listeners. All right, the listeners can call us on 0891-104-208. Let's start with you, uh, Chief Superintendent Wayne Minar. Here in uh, Johannesburg, you have uh, big problems in your hands right now because uh, I was talking to Samu, a regional uh, spokesperson, who said, uh, you know, uh, the the strike is back on, especially for the metro uh, workers. Metro police uh, will be on strike. Yes, they'll be operating on skeletal stuff. So how are you dealing with that situation? No, there's not a problem. Because I can tell you right now that all of the officers who, who should have reported for duty have done so this morning, and the officers have been deployed to all of the areas where they should have been deployed, whether it is the freeway patrol, whether it is on the speed units, whether it is on the mounted section, whether it is to the equestrian unit or the dog unit, all of those officers who must be on duty this morning are on duty. It's only the union who says the officers are on strike. So we are confident that the officers are on duty. Then this afternoon at 5 p.m. there will be a parade for the officers who need to work tonight in the Hillbrow area and the CBD. Uh, the parade will be at Constitutional Hill and the media is welcome to come and cover the event, please. Uh, okay, <laughs> I guess we'll do that. But uh, just the, the metro uh, uh, offices that will be affected by this strike at least today and perhaps on the on monday when when everything resumes which ones are those no uh, it's the licensing and testing stations where the strike had but for the patrol officers they are all on duty today and that's how we're going to go into the new year's uh, functions and responsibilities there's going to be a carnival today, which will start at 10 a.m. in Newbrow. This carnival will be escorted through Bramfontein, across the Nelson Mandela Bridge, and converge at Merrifield's Gerald Square. And then from there, there will be uh, the overnight concert, which starts at 6 p.m. We'll need to block off some roads around the Merrifield's Gerald Square until tomorrow morning at uh, 3 a.m. Karim, in Durban, I'll come to you shortly, but uh, uh, Superintendent, let's look at uh, the the hotspots, usually, you know, areas that you focus on during this time of the year for for crime and many other activities, Hillbrow being one of them, but uh, it looks like you've gotten around that, uh, you know, together with the South African Police Service, but uh, other flashpoints? Yes, uh, look, uh, 
There will also be fireworks displays in Chinatown. There will also be uh, in Bilakazi Street, uh, where there will be celebrations and fireworks displays. So Bilakazi Street will be traffic will be diverted there. There will also be a fireworks display at the Monte Casino. Those are some of the areas where we expect uh, it to be quite busy this evening. Karim in Durban, you want to talk about the strike in Johannesburg. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. How are you? On a, a compliment the season to you and to the SABC team. Thank you. Keep up the good job for next year. Excellent. Excellent program. I love it. I love it. Okay. Sure. I'm going to talk sir. about two things this morning. The Damtata judgment, right? Okay. I just want to make it very clear on the radio today. Nobody is above the law. If the king has committed a crime, he's found guilty on certain aspects of the crime, I think the judicial in this country is excellent. He should, he should serve his sentence. I don't think whether you're a king or a queen or whether you're the minister of finance, if you are found guilty by law, you serve your time. Okay, all right, thank you. Another one, I don't know why in South Africa people working find the most appropriate time like Christmas and times like where we need them and they go on strike. I think the government next year, if the government is in 2016, should get very firm with certain things like bylaws and other things, because I think it's completely out of hand. Everybody goes to court. It's costing the taxpayer money. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Karim. In Durban, 0891104208, the lines are open. I know, Chief Superintendent Minar, I have to release you shortly. You have another engagement. But uh, just generally, how are we looking in Johannesburg? Before I let you go. I'll tell you, things are looking very well, because... Uh, already all of the officers are on duty this morning, and then at 5 p.m. this afternoon, the parade will take place in Hubral, which will consist of the JNPD, SAPS, and the Gauteng Traffic Police, and we are going to be policing the uh, entire area in a very effective and uh, responsible way. We're just calling on the uh, New Year's Eve revelers to uh, be mindful of the fact that they have to be safe and also to celebrate in a responsible manner. Thank you very much. Uh, that's uh, Wayne Minar, Chief Superintendent uh, of uh, the Johannesburg Metropolis Department. We have to let him go because he has uh, another engagement. But uh, let's talk to Advocate Makosini Msibi, who is the CEO of uh, the Road Traffic Management Corporation. Advocate Msibi, it's that time of the year, really, when we go through the stats, the numbers. And uh, the first question that I want to ask you, uh, really, is the current death toll on our roads. It's, it's not a nice way, really, to, to, to start a conversation, but I, I guess that's, uh, that's the only way we, we can, really. So where are we sitting? Well, uh, let me thank you for for this interview, but the issue is we give the statistics, we give an overall picture. Yes. We have, of course, been observing the trends in relation to the statistics. And you'll know, as well as I'll know, that even today there is a lot of traffic that is going to be moving either direction. Those that are coming back from the holidays and those that are still going to go to the holidays. So we deemed it prudent and appropriate that we consolidate the entire figure. So as we give the nation, the nation must understand how many people have succumbed on our roads and how many people have been arrested and how many people have, of course, lost their lives. So on the basis of that, we are validating the entire statistics. Let me also give this perspective so that people understand. We as South Africans, our, our statistics are the real statistics. We're not working on estimates. So when we really deal with the real figures, there's a process that you need to follow to ensure that the figure that you give to is a really credible figure. So as I speak to you, we will be finalizing the accreditation by close of business today for 2015 so as to deal with them 2016. But finally, we'll be consolidating both the 2015 and the 2016 start from the festive season and the end of the festive season. And we'll give the South Africans those figures. And uh, Advocate see really listening to the Minister of Transport throughout the year and uh, many other authorities in, in, in the Department of Transport and, and Safety and so on, I was hopeful that uh, the figures will be down this year. But uh, it, it's not the case. What, what, what can you attribute this to? 
Well, as to whether the figures have gone down or increased, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a topic for another debate. They still have. However, they still have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, they will be higher relatively because our expectations as a South African and as they were a road traffic management corporation, we wish a situation where we don't have dot toil, death toil on our roads. So any other debt, be it one or five, to us it's one debt too many. Sure. And also the fact that they will be escalating, it's also a major concern for us. But let's then deal with the issues that are giving us sleepless nights. It's an issue of the pedestrians that are succumbing on our road, which will be an issue of uh, drinking and jaywalking. It will be an issue of people that are not giving uh, account or consideration to other road users, particularly in build-up areas. You will also have another issue that has come this year, which is quite alarming. It's an issue of stray animals. And indeed, we have seen a number of people not taking care of their investment. I mean, livestock is an investment on its own, but people don't take care of their own investment in terms of the livestock, which causes more accidents. If you look into the Eastern Cape, the major contributory aspect, it is, of course, stray animals. The third one is an issue of our drunken driving. There's, there is indeed a high level of alcohol abuse and people subsequently driving on our roads. And speeding is one of the matters. But there is also another matter that has come to the fore. It's a matter of unroadworthy vehicles. And very strange, this is found in private vehicles as opposed to public vehicles. And you'll know also in terms of our statistics, most of the fatalities that we had are consequent to private vehicles, uh, sedans, overturning, and of course, um, uh, causing major accidents as opposed to the public transport. All right. Advocate MCB is uh, the CEO of the Road Traffic Management Corporation, and of course, this is a multifaceted uh, discussion today. So, uh, Craig Lambinon, I don't want to keep you uh, and make you a spectator here because also you you represent a very uh, you know important element of uh, public safety. Uh, you are the spokesperson for the National Sea Rescue Institute. What are we dealing with right now? We know that. Thousands and thousands of people will be on the beaches uh, of South Africa today, Cape Town, Durban, PE, and so on. What are we dealing with there? That's a lot of people at the beaches, um, over, well, obviously today and more so probably tomorrow and the next few days. We, uh, last year we had a relatively quiet December. We seem to have had that again. Sadly, there have been some drowning accidents, um, some uh, serious boating accidents. But we seem to be following the same pattern. The problem with last year, from the 1st of January, we suddenly had a spike in drowning accidents. We obviously hoping that people are prepared. They're going to beaches where when the lifeguards are on duty. And if you're not going to experience the same thing again this year, uh, this this new year. And we're urging people to be safe, to have a safety conscious mindset and uh, to be properly prepared if you go to a beach Make sure that your whole family know where the lifeguards are. If you get separated from your family, your kids know where to go to for help. And if anybody gets into trouble in the water, they can alert the lifeguards. But also um, know the CVST emergency number, which is the national emergency number 112 from your cell phone. And uh, don't hesitate to call it if there is uh, something in difficulty. And CVST and the emergency service will, will respond. We're obviously all on high alert, um, but we're also urging the public to have a safety-conscious mindset and prepare and, and properly for your activities over the next few days, especially because we know they're going to be seeing more, more people around water. It's not only coastal waters, also inland waters, and even your swimming pool at home should have a cloak of safety around it. Eddie, in Cape Town, you want to talk about common problems, drunk driving and abuse of alcohol. Good morning. Uh, hi, Bongi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. you, you know, Bongi, I, I, I don't like bashing the government or any agencies of the government, but when you listen to Craig Lambin and you hear that he, they, they, they in, in his organization they have a plan and they tell you exactly what they're going to do and so on and so on. 
But when you listen to other departments like the, the, the RTCM guy or the, the Department of Transport, they, they always sound like um, the owners is, is thrown back at us, the, the, the citizens of this country who are law-abiding, who are at the mess of drunken drivers, you know. And, and I feel that we, we don't pay these guys so much money so that they can come to us and diagnose the issues of South Africa. They, we all know that it's not a rocket science to, to know the livestock, the drunken driving, and then pedestrians are causing all of these things. I, I would wish to have a government employee or person who comes on and says to us, here's our plan, point one, point two, point, and so on. Because I think it, 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 it's pointless really to come in and then say, um, uh, road safety is, um, um, is, 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 a, is an issue of everybody. Of course it is, but we're not all drunken drivers. We're not all transgressing on the road. We are at the mercy of those guys that do that. So why don't they come up with a plan? And the issue of alcohol, Bongi, for me, the government is not really serious. You know, there was a, a report on, 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 on the Sunday Times this weekend um, about our drinking habits in this country, mm. which is something we have known forever, you know. Uh, it's been there forever. But, you know, you, you walk in the location, you see someone carrying a glass, crisscrossing the road with a bottle of beer and pouring, and the police are sitting there, and I'm thinking... That's where we need to address those small things and say, guys, here and no more. So you, if you have to indulge, be in your house, be in a safe place. And the, 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 the young people um, drinking, like underage, it, it kind of sounds like very cool for everyone to now just be indulging in beer. So the government must address those things. We pay these guys so much money, Bonga. I'm, I'm, I'm angry, really, because then I pay so much taxes for these guys to not come here and tell us, I, as a citizen, must bring information forward, must do this and that. Okay. They must come up with plans, you know, not to come and diagnose in the radio. That's not the point, the place to diagnose. We all know the problem. They must come up. So thanks to Craig Lambinon for, for these guys. They've saved a lot of people on the sea, and, and I know how, what they do because I'm in Cape Town here. And I like that they have got a plan. So okay. get that RCCM guy and everyone else from the government you. to have a plan. Eddie in Cape Town, thank you very much. Michael, you are in Durban. You're talking about lack of law enforcement in uh, traffic situations. Yeah, no, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I really, really know. I, I drive almost daily in Durban, and, and to my horror, we, we, we had a new law coming up of infants being being belted. And um, just like uh, the previous caller, I strongly agree with him, that you see a police vehicles next to a vehicle where parents, the shocking thing is that parents, both the parents will be belted. And you see their child either right in the middle of the, of the street, and the police vehicle is right next to them, but they will not do anything about it. Hmm. When you actually report those things, they will tell you that, no, there is no accident. So... It's, it's, it's actually a problem for you, you know. I'll tell you one thing, um, um, uh, 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 which really, really irritated me a lot. You phone um, uh, the, the 361 uh, in Durban for the metro, right? There's a branch of tree hanging on the road that can break any time. Mm. You know what they'll tell you? They'll tell you that, no, phone the park. I, the citizen, have to phone the park. What, what, what is their, 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 their job? And just one more thing, to strongly disagree with your, with your, with your other, Makula, not, uh, I mean, um, um, uh, the walls there. You see that, no, vehicles which are, are, are not worthy are mostly on the private cars. I, I disagree with that. Because I see a number of taxes that are shocking you. Their excels, when they're killing people, the wheel is like it's going to come off. And by those vehicles are being laid on the road, how are they being passed for fitness? Okay. Michael in Durban, thank you very much. Uh, Craig, let me down. Sorry, I, I had to come in there. You were still explaining that uh, we're seeing a spark in, in, in drowning incidents. Why is that? What can you attribute this to? Yeah, like I said, um, we've had a similar situation to last year where December was relatively quiet. The problem with last year was um, uh, from the 1st of January we saw a spark. So we, we, we're obviously hoping that all of the media coverage that we're doing at the moment um, with uh, similar to what FAFM are, are assisting with, is from the 1st of January, we saw a spark, and we're hoping that we don't have a, um, a return to that this year. We, we're hoping that people have a safety-conscious mindset, 
We're urging people to go to beaches where when the lifeguards are on duty, and we're hoping that this doesn't happen again um, this, this new year. Right. Like it happened last year. We, we, you know, when we talk about uh, stats, when we talk about uh, death tolls, we, we always uh, talk about road death tolls, but we, 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 we seldom talk about death tolls, you know, in drowning and, and water incidents. Can you just give us a picture of what we're dealing with here? <clears throat> I think the, the difference is with, um, with drowning and uh, sea or water accidents is that there's no, there's no pattern. Mm. Um, it's, it's different every year. So we, we don't really, you know, obviously we are a voluntary organization. All of our um, uh, members posted around the coast at the moment or even at the and dams, the Val Dam, the Hotspears, Foot Dam, Victoria Lake, etc. We, 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 we don't get paid a salary or, or we really are just simply volunteers. In fact, it costs us quite a bit of money to be a volunteer. Mm. Um, so we, we, we don't really have the funds to place too much onus on statistics, but rather to place more onus on uh, preparing and a safety um, message. We've also got that WaterWise Academy. Uh, we're very um, grateful that the Department of Education in the Western Cape have adopted the WaterWise uh, program. Uh, they're going to be teaching it to schools uh, from, this, uh, uh, to, from 2016. We're also hoping that other uh, education departments around the country adopt this as well. It's a fantastic program teaching children under the age of 14 about water safety, CPR, how to call an emergency, life skills that you don't only need around water, but if you came across a motor vehicle accident or if you came across um, uh, a, um, any other type of a, maybe an asthma attack in, in a shopping mall, you'd be able to use those life skills to uh, call an emergency and to assist. And uh, it's Really, that's our, our focus is on preparing for safety rather than worrying about statistics of the past. Um, it's, it's, it's just too sad to worry about that, uh, the past, um, but it's also there's no pattern hmm. in, uh, in, in, in our statistics. And, and uh, Craig, really, just talk us through some of the common problems that uh, you encounter on the beaches, especially around about this time <laughs> of the year. Obviously, the, the, the main problem is if people are drinking alcohol and then going swimming. Um, it impairs your whole senses, so if you do get into trouble, you know, rip currents form at different places constantly throughout the day. Even where the lifeguards have posted their red and yellow flags, they've asked people to swim in that safe area because it's away from a rip current. A rip current can even form there, and then the lifeguards will ask the public to move across to, to a new safe swimming zone where they've noticed that there isn't a rip current next door to that. Um, so if you get caught in a rip current and you've been drinking alcohol, it's going to add to the whole problem because your whole senses have been slowed down and the reaction to the um, emergency that you're facing. So we urge people not to drink alcohol if you're going to go swimming. Obviously, that even goes for if you're swimming at home in a swimming pool uh, because, it, you know, drowning accidents, unfortunately, occur there quite a lot as well. Uh, uh, drowning accidents inland swimming pools are even greater than drowning accidents at the coast. Okay. But the other problem is a lot of people don't know about it. They don't know what a current is. They don't know how. All right, uh, Craig, uh, are you still with us? Yeah. All right, let's continue. I think it's Advocate Msibi who's just dropped. We're going to um, put him back on the line. So continue, yes. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know rip, about rip currents. You can go to our webpage at www.nsri.org.za. There's a lot of diagrams, there's videos, there's an explanation on how to get out of a rip current if you get caught in a rip current. But the problem is rip currents are the greatest cause of drowning around the coast. And unfortunately, not enough people know about them. They end up, some people can't swim, but they've waded into the water, they get caught in a rip current, and that, add, that causes a drowning accident. So we're asking people to Prepare adequately. If you're going to go to the beach, make sure you go to your beach where when the lifeguards are on duty. But also your whole family have looked at our webpage to see safety tips about what you can do when you get to the beach, uh, swimming tips, um, safety tips around water, and obviously how to call us if you need us. All right. On the forum at 8 today, we're looking at New Year's holiday operations.
uh, by different authorities and public safety tips to ensure a safe and secure transition into the new year. We're speaking to Craig Lembinon, who is the spokesperson for the National Sea Rescue Institute. But let me bring uh, Advocate Makosinim Sibi on here now, the CEO of uh, Road Traffic Management Corporation. Advocate Sibi, you heard my questions earlier on, you know, the accusations and counter-accusations, but just one SMS here coming from uh, Denton in Durban saying that people caught selling fake licenses and those driving with fake licenses, if caught, should be charged for attempted murder. And uh, the second one from Martha says uh, the problem in South Africa is lack of discipline. We exceed speed limits, drink too much with no regard for anybody else. Road accidents cost us billions of rand, which could be better spent. Even blue light vehicles should comply. How do you respond? Bonnie, let me start with the first callers that I've spoken about. Us not having a plan. (coughs) Bonnie, we have long gone on a blueprint and a plan on the road safety. I want to separate the two, the road safety and the law enforcement. We have curriculums as early as at the grade R level where we're teaching kids road safety because we know that as they grow up, they're going to be impacting on our road statistics. But we also, in terms of road safety, road safety is also one of the campaigns that we have, both mobilization, education, and partnership with the communities. All the provinces at large, we are out every year from the first to the uh, uh, to the last day of December, educating our public. We are in the public spaces. We are in churches. We are in schools. We are everywhere where we educate, even on the road, giving pamphlets, giving education to our people as to how to behave once they are on the road. But also, let me get to the issue that is at the crux of, at the heart of this matter, the law enforcement. You will know that every year we will then have the festive season law enforcement plan, we'll have the Easter law enforcement plan, we have the monthly law enforcement plan. As we talk about December, you will see that with the 21,000 traffic officers that we have in the country, as opposed to the 55 um, uh, million um, inhabitants, and with, against the background of 11,500,000 valid driver's licenses, against the background of 11,000,000 registered motor vehicles. We have deployed our, our traffic officers. One of the strategies as one of the plans, we monitor and deploy on the Atari roads. Those are the corridor roads. Even this year, we have even changed our plan. We have deployed a number of law enforcers within our build-up areas, be it the townships and be it the build-up areas, simply because statistics tells us a different story. I hear the listeners are saying they dispute the fact that um, most of the vehicles that are unroadworthy are not um, the private vehicles, but they are the public transport. We're talking statistics here. If you look in terms of the accidents that have happened from the first until the, tw- the, ten- the 30th, you will see that most of those vehicles are the private vehicles. Just yesterday, in a roadblock, because we have now made it possible that we should have the mobile testing station on the road. In the 35 minutes of us testing the vehicles, we tested 37 vehicles. 20 of those vehicles were the public, trans- uh, public transport, which were Kumbis. 19 of them failed, okay? And on the first 17, these were the private vehicles. 14 of them failed. They could not make it because we tell them on the, on the side of the road whether they have sufficient brakes, brakes are working, are the road worthy, are the handbrakes working. So as we speak about these numbers, we're talking about the real numbers that indeed people have a perception that it's only public transport uh, vehicles that are not roadworthy. We are saying even the private 
vehicles are equally not ruled worthy. All right. So, we- advocate, advocate, so here, here is another law that has been promulgated now, uh, I, I hear, that you'll be arresting people on the spot. For instance, if there's, if there's, a, there's a, an infringement, a seatbelt or you're drunk and so on. Talk us through that. What is happening? When is it starting? Has it started? If, if so, what are the challenges and uh, what are the opportunities of reducing uh, dead tolls on the roads then? Oh, well, Bonnie, it's not a new legislation. Remember in South Africa, when we arrest you for the unroadworthy vehicle, for instance, the vehicle doesn't have the brakes mm. or the hand brakes, we'll give you a Section 56 notice. But what we are now doing, we open a dogged for inconsiderate, negli- reckless and negligent driving. Because you have been driving from Durban to Joburg with a vehicle without brakes. So we arrest you, open the docket, and you'll be prosecuted. But that those offenses that will not arrest you will continue to issue the Section 56 notices. These are the issues that relate to an issue that um, the safety belt will not arrest you. We can't keep you in prison for the safety belt. We'll give you Section 50, 56. But those that like drunk and driving, we arrest you. We lock you up and open up a target for you so that you then deal with this matter. Doesn't so, it start with, uh, with small offenses like those, for instance, which, 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 which have serious repercussions and serious impacts in our lives, like not wearing a seatbelt? It's, it's a problem. If you stop me as a, as a traffic officer and say you're not wearing your seatbelt, seat you're, not, you're not playing with me. You're saying you're putting yourself and many other lives in danger. Why not yes. then lock them up? Because it's an offense. Well, Bonnie, it is. But sure. there is a classification of the, of the offences. You will know that um, early this year, the minister promulgated regulations where we're bringing about amendments in relation to the traffic regulations. But at the very same time, it is a process. We are engaging with the Department of Justice to amend certain of the schedules to reclassify the road offences as those serious offences equally to those that are classified by the criminal procedure. Craig, I'll come to you shortly. Let me stay with Advocate Msibi here. Advocate Msibi, do you admit that, uh, you know, a number of uh, the drivers on South African roads cannot drive simply because they, some of them, many of them, and we know about, the, you know, uh, the statement that I'm making right now, that uh, they, 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 they get their driving licenses through illegitimate, illegitimate ways. For instance, uh, what is your plan around the corruption at motor licensing that we hear about day in and day out. I've not heard the minister talk about that in a long time, at least. The officials colluding with the driving schools, for instance. What is your plan around that? How are you dealing with that situation? Bonnie, the minister has been on record that we will not tolerate any corruption in our testing stations, particularly in relation to the driver's licenses, learner's licenses, as well as um, roadworthiness. In terms of the uh, learner's licenses and the driver's licenses, we're moving to a system, electronic system, where we have no human element. It has been introduced in a number of PLTCs, which are the testing stations. Wonderful. But let me get to uh, let me get to corruption. We've arrested a number of of people of our own, that is our law enforcers, together with the private sector, who are colluding in ensuring that they give people fraudulent driver's licenses. When I say fraudulent driver's licenses, are those people that acquire the driver's licenses in a manner, uh, in an illegal fashion. We have also been having operations throughout the country with the uh, uh, undercover, participating and collaborating with all those traffic officers and the driving schools in order to have the data. We have. We're beginning to arrest those. It is indeed that we have not got much much publicity. Um, Bongi, we have a number of people that are serving from two years upwards in prison, even our traffic officers. Last week, three of our traffic officers were sentenced to three years in imprisonment. We're dealing with this, but indeed, the, the wheels of justice can, doesn't turn that fast as we love them too, because you know that the process goes through the courts. But we're apprehending a number of people, and we're dealing with the issue of those that have caused uh, obtain the driver's licenses in a very fraudulent manner. We are also going to be introducing an amendment to the legislation so that when you renew 
your license, it's not only an issue that we only test your eyes, but we subject you to mm. an examination. These are the issues that we're bringing up to deal with this fraud and corruption that our 0891-104-208, that's the number to call in conversation with uh, Advocate Makosinim Sibi, CEO of Road Traffic Management Corporation, Craig Lambinon, a spokesperson for National Sea Rescue Institute. Uh, Craig, uh, uh, Advocate Sibi, I'll come back to you right now because I've got uh, a few other issues that I want to, to raise with you. But uh, Craig, uh, let's go swimming again. Uh, you know, and, and, and really I'm going to have to release you right now. But uh, just uh, broadly, you know, there are people who break the laws, who break, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the laws of, of, of swimming, if I may. How are you dealing with those, uh, you know, who are breaking those laws? And, and, and really, what are the laws of swimming? What, what do you have to look out for and not do so that then you, 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 you are safe when, when you're out there on the beach and even at home uh, in your swimming pool? Yeah, I think that uh, more importantly, there maybe isn't any law around swimming, so you can really go swimming anywhere, anytime you want to. The thing we heard the other day was some people complaining that they got to a beach and there were no lifeguards on duty at that beach. Um, But if you look around you, there's thousands of lifeguards on duty around a lot of beaches uh, around the whole country. So our advice to them was simply, well, pick up your bags and go to a beach where the lifeguards are on duty, and if, if that could be made a law, that would be fantastic, but it's not. Um, obviously, the onus of, of safety is on the individual, We're urging the public to have a safety-conscious mindset. We're urging that you do go to beaches where the lifeguards are on duty. You um, show the whole family where the lifeguards are. They're there to help you. Uh, law enforcement officers, police are also on high alert around the coast. Our own volunteers who are on duty over the next uh, few days and uh, probably since uh, just before Christmas, we actually physically go to our sea rescue stations and stand by there with our families uh, because we know that there's going to be traffic congestion getting to the base if there's a call-out, and we obviously want to get out as quick as possible. So we're physically manning our bases at this time of the year. Everyone's on high alert. Um, We're all ready to come and assist you if you need assistance. And uh, we're asking that everybody has the safety-conscious mindset. Don't drink alcohol if you're going to go swimming. And make sure that you and your families are safe on our beaches. Prepare adequately before you go to the beach. Know your plan of action if there's going to be any kind of an emergency. Or if you get separated from your children, they know where to go to for help on the beach. They know where the lifeguards are. And um, uh, obviously wishing everybody a safe and prosperous New Year. All right. Before I let you go, uh, um, uh, Craig, here's a question now from uh, Mike in Durban. Good morning, Mike. Go ahead and ask your question to Craig. All right. Mike is gone. Thank you very much, uh, Craig. Craig Lemidon is uh, the spokesperson for National Sea Rescue Institute. I'll be reading your SMSs shortly. Let's go back now to Advocate Makosinim Sibi, the CEO at uh, Road Traffic Management Corporation, Right, Advocate Msibi, let's talk about uh, the, the roadworthiness of public transport. You know, buses, that's also another big headache. I mean, you see these buses, some of them, let me not just generalize, some of them just frozen on the, on the highway. You know, it's dead, finished, it's done. So how are you dealing with those? Even, even the, 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 big, the big operators that we know right now that we, we think maybe they are high class, but you find that uh, their vehicles are, are not in a good state. Bonnie, you have, you have a very um, um, good question. But Bonnie, the point is, I have just indicated that we have identified the issue because most of the people take their vehicles to the DLTCs and they will get the roadworthiness. But we're quite aware that some of the roadworthiness are obtained fraudulently and illegally, in, in, illegally, particularly both the freight industry, where their, car, their vehicles don't even go to the testing station, the public transport, which is their taxes. It is on those places that we have now introduced the mobile way and testing stations on the road. Mm. So that traffic officers can then test those vehicles on the road and declare them roadworthy or unroadworthy. This is an initiative that we have just introduced during this festive season. And we have seen that it's paying dividends because we are discovering a number of vehicles that are unroadworthy. Very strange. 
Some of them wrote waiting certificates are as old as a man. But when we test that vehicle on the road, that vehicle is completely unroadworthy. It is on those bases that we said that we're not going to allow that vehicle. We impound the vehicle and begin to charge the driver for unroadworthy vehicles. So you are quite correct, Bonnie. If you look in terms of some of the public transport vehicles and the freight as well as the trucks, they leave much to be desired. We quite know that people have looked into the, the gaps in our legislation and the gaps in our operation. Then they came with this process. It is on those bases that we then introduce these interventions and introduce new people that deals with the way with the mobile testing stations completely different from the ones that are at the DLTCs or at the testing stations. Heavy-duty vehicles. I mean, you, you drive uh, at night and, and you're frightened at what you see. No reflectors, no taillights. You, you know, you don't even know how long this vehicle is. But also... I don't know if, if ever in South Africa we'll have this as a law that we have a water spray suppressant, you know, because when you overtake a truck in a, in a wet condition, it sprays the water, you know. So how are we dealing with those things? Because these are the major causes of accidents. Bongi, you, you'll be surprised. Mm. In terms of the heavy trucks and the heavy vehicles, we arrested 16 of them with one registration number Phew. and one roadworthy certificate. We are aware because they thought that traffic officers are not available 24-7. So with this festive season, our traffic officers were working 24-7. We have been having operations throughout the night. And these are the revelations that we have come through and identified as one of the major causes. It is on those bases that we are working tirelessly to change the working conditions of all our traffic officers to ensure that they then work 24-7 as opposed to what is currently being done. Peter Wiley in Grahamstown. Good morning. You want to comment about uh, hitchhikers? Yes, I do. Uh, is it Bongi? <laughs> yes, go right ahead, Peter. Bongi, I want the authorities to listen to me now. Uh, in the East Cape, and I hope it applies to other areas, I'm talking about mainly black people who can't afford a motor car. There is a very good system where they hike between point A and point B, and they know virtually how much they're going to pay. There's never a problem because they, 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 the person who gives them a list knows if they molest them, they're destroying a business. Now, what they're doing at Kenton-on-Sea, where I happen to own a house, mm. they're telling the hikers that they haven't, they, they've got less brains than a car because they're allowing the cars to, to graze continually there. And we have an MP who has a house at Kenton-on-Sea, and that is Gugurian Quenty. Now, he's Minister of Land Affairs, but he, he turns a blind eye to all these people with cars continually on the road, and it is the most dangerous crossing in the area. They put zero thought into making it safe for motorists. Uh, as far as the crossing goes, there could easily be a traffic circle, or they could widen the road and, and do more signage there. Uh, they never clear bushes where there's no visibility at a crossing, but the black people are now barricaded from, from hiking, but the cattle are allowed to roam free. In other words, the car's got more brains than a black person. They, they allow them to roam all over the place, but the hikers are barred from, from, from getting a lift on a wide piece of, of road where they can easily get a lift from point A to point B, and I resent that. Thank you very much, uh, Peter Wiley in Grahamstown. Talking about stray animals and, of course, hitchhikers there, pedestrians. Again, we're going back to that point, uh, uh, Advocate CB. Soli in Johannesburg, uh, you're talking about uh, more arrests then. Yeah, uh, Bongi and your guest. Sure. You know, sometimes I find it interesting how our authorities, they uh, deal with issues in our country because of the manner in which they approach them. It's going to be a never-ending cycle, even next year. We're going to be dealing with some of the issues. For an example, he's saying that we find a battle that uh, it, 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 it has been decreed to be roadworthy. But uh, when you look at it, it is not roadworthy. And then he says, they arrest the driver. Then it ends up there. Why don't they investigate further who has issued that uh, permit to say that that vital is roadworthy? So that, on the other hand, they kept corruption because of if they only arrest a driver, wherever this paper is coming from, it will still be issued even after this arrest. So in order for them to keep the corruption, they need go, to go beyond that.
and find out who has issued this paper and then arrest also that person. Please. All right. Uh, thank you very much there to Eddie. Uh, in uh, Johannesburg, Advocate Msibi. Morning. The issue of the um, roadworthiness and the arrest, naturally we arrest the driver, but we don't end up there. It's just that some of the issues cannot be the public knowledge. We indeed uh, investigate where the roadworthy was issued, who issued it. We even get to that detail because in terms of the infrastructure of the traffic officers, you can trace who the person is who has issued that roadworthy certificate. And that will deal with it because we are hard on fraud and corruption within our own traffic officers. All right. The issue of the, of the hitchhikers as well as the stray animals, Stray animals are a problem and a challenge to the South African community. It is on those bases that we urge traditional leaders, we urge livestock farmers, we urge the communities to take care of their investment, which is the livestock, because most of the accidents are caused by the live, uh, stray animals. And I've indicated that in the area like Eastern Cape, in the area like Nimpopo, Northwest, we could have avoided accidents if the owners of the livestock had taken care of their livestock. But the issue of the hitchhiking, indeed, it's one of the major problems. People should um, uh, abstain from going to hitchhike. It is not correct because some of the offenses that have, we're dealing with and the crime that we're dealing with are consequent to hitchhiking. Semi in Binoni, you're talking about visibility of traffic officers. Good morning. Okay. Uh, advocate MCB is 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 very uh, very fluent in what he's talking about. But you know, I drove from Mtata to Jobek and Jobek Mtata. That's a 900 kilometers stretch. Mm. Not a single uh, traffic uh, traffic cop on the road. Visibility will always help. I mean, you go past Potsdam, you know you must reduce your speed to 60 kilometers an hour because you will be caught. But if I know I can drive from here to Cape Town, Port Elizabeth and Tata, without any police uh, I mean, in, in the area, there is no way. I mean, we've got more than a thousand people at right now, more than, more, more, more than last year. It's visibility, Bongi. Sure. All right. It's nothing to it. Visibility will change behavior. Begging people to change behavior will not change behavior. Semin Binoni, thank you very much. Peterson in Kuruman, competency of drivers. Good morning. Yes, Bongi. Uh, there is this thing that I want to check with the advocate there. You know, three or four years ago, there was this driver competition that was uh, meant to enable drivers to to assist them in terms of uh, their competency. Now, that thing is just uh, been disappeared and uh, the fact that it, maybe it's it's, uh, it's it's waste a lot of money. Now I think as 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 a driver that used to compete in that competition, that 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 particular competition was very very important in terms of assisting drivers in terms of their competency. Lastly, Bongi, I see here I'm I'm residing here in the rural areas of the country of which you find this could be cooperative, cooperative trucks when they are driving in this M14 road. They are driving like convoy. You know, you mm. find four trucks mm. Mm. Uh, uh, driving uh, behind each other. So how can a light vehicle pass on through that kind of four trucks and, and then like that? You know, that's the problem. And it looks like the traffic officials are reluctant to take book of this particular driver. Thank you, Bongi. Peterson, thank you very much in uh, Kuruman and uh, Advocate MCB. I wish we could talk some more, but let's wrap quickly uh, with a couple of SMSs. Uh, can the government please review this uh, mass production of driver's licenses as well as uh, driver's uh, licenses, licenses acquisition? Can these traffic officers stop this nonsense? It's an unsigned uh, SMS that. Can these traffic officers stop this nonsense of hiding behind shrubs, uh, road signs, under bridges with cameras they don't reduce road accidents, says Pio in Guazulu Natal. When will the RTMC lower speed limits, uh, which uh, will immediately cut road carnage by 40%, unsigned? Barbara, 
with the immense chaos and death rates on the roads as well as the demands for bribes, traffic police cannot claim to be doing a good job. And finally, when will you when will South Africa copy New York and Sweden's Vision Zero plans to cut road deaths to nil? We've run out of time. Let's uh, wrap uh, Advocate Msibi. I think we'll need to invite you again to talk some more about these issues. But your final word. Bongi, I'll agree with you. This, uh, this issues warrants more time in detail. But in the fact of the visibility of all our traffic officers, we are visible. I've taken note of the call outside it's all from, um, from the Eastern Cape, Umtata, without mm. the traffic officers. But one of the issues that the, our, uh, our road users must be aware, we had most of the unmarked vehicles. It was deliberate that we have the unmarked vehicles in certain corridors to deal with the road, um, with the speed, and also to look at the reckless and negligent driving. Because most of our drivers, they keep an eye on the marked vehicles. However, at certain times, because we are also detected strategically how we deploy our traffic officers with limited resources that we have, we also look at the time where uh, most of the offenses do take place. In certain instances, we have changed from the day to um, after dusk or from the morning to the afternoon. But we are taking heed of the fact that we still need to have more traffic officers deployed on our roads. And that's an issue that we're working on at this point in time. But oh. also, in terms of the Kuruman situation, we are aware of those trucks that are going for manganese as well as chrome within the, um, um, the Kuruman area. However, traffic officers cannot pull off a truck if a truck has not committed any offense. We know it is a question of the mind. But in closing, Bongi, we all agree that the accidents and the crashes in South Africa are caused by the attitude and the, and, and the minds of the South Africans. We, don't, we have a different attitude. We are impatient. We don't respect one another. We don't respect the law. But we'll urge everybody who will be driving during this festive season, particularly today, please drive cautiously. Take care of other ta- uh, road users because road is a shared space. Don't speed. Don't drink and drive. Buckle up. Be on the alert for stray animals as well as pedestrians. In that way, we will then reduce the carnages on our road. Right. And have taken this opportunity to wishing everybody, together with you and your staff, a very, very prosperous New Year. Enjoy the New Year. Be responsible citizen. Road safety is key. Thank you, Advocate Makosin Imsibi, the CEO of the Road Traffic Management Corporation. All the best for 2016. That's us for today. Be safe, don't drink and drive, drive to survive and arrive alive. Goodbye.